Monty and the Pharaoh. Grow up and be a man. Come on. All right. Welcome to a special Saturday edition of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Only seen here on Village Connection Radio and live from Rockstar Studios. Obviously, I'm Mike Monty. And to the right is the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Oh, hello out there in TV land. And across from us is none other than legend Billy Jack Haynes. Yeah. Mr. Haynes, thank you for joining us. Thank you, uh, uh, Monty. Monty. You got it. And Pharaoh. That's, That's it, Farrell. my man. That's Monty. All right. I think. So have at it, Jimmy. Let's get All this right. thing rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce our esteemed guest. Ring name, Billy Jack. Billy Jack Haynes. Billy Jack Haynes, of course, is what he's known for most. He was also under the name of Black Blood at one point. Built six foot three. As far as the height, 245 as far as the weight, built from Portland, Oregon. Also at one point, built from a little town in France, huh? Okay. Uh, Black Blood, uh, you know, for that. Uh, Tucson, Arizona, when he was in Stampede. Trained by Stu Hart, nothing less than Stu Hart. Debut, 1982. Retired, 1996. Born July 10th, 1953. William Albert Haynes the third. There's three of him. Oh, yes, okay. Uh, right. Uh, of course, better known as Billy Jack Haynes. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Billy Jack Haynes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So how was your uh, big event today in New York? Well, how long has it been since you've been to New York? I haven't been to New York. It's been a decade. Wow. Since I've been here. Uh, last appearance was in 2009 in Jersey. And uh, it just went by like that. And... Uh, Ten a years. Of, yeah, a lot of death in between that time, 2009 and now, and, and uh, death in pro wrestling. As we just lost King Kong Bundy, as you guys know. And, mm. uh, it just doesn't get over very good with me. Randy Savage, Elizabeth, and all. I mean, Hercules, Henning. You can go on down the list. It's pretty Long list. Death is pretty heavy in pro wrestling. As people think it's fake. It's, it's well, we're really professional stuntmen. We take some horrific stunts and eventually down the road it'll all catch up with you do you think it has to do with the lifestyle also being on the road and you know forgive me for saying this the amount of drugs you guys take on a regular basis things like that yeah it's definitely it's definitely without a question without a drug game uh when i came into business uh you know i was uh a lot of people don't know this because I, i never did say it but i was a cocaine trafficker so i mean that just tells everybody knows about me you gotta keep it quiet is that you don't get high on your own supply rule, and that's that's what I did. I did get a lot of uh, professional wrestlers high, and I feel bad about that. Andy Gibb, who was with the Bee Gees, I also got high, and I was in California. When, I think he came out there in uh, 1978. He had a 
he had a, a big concert out there when he was like 19 or 20. And uh, I lit him up for the first time, and, and I he followed, followed him all the way back, or he followed me to Florida in wrestling. And a lot of people, like you guys probably didn't even know this, uh, mm. a lot of people don't know, and uh, I'm not proud of it at all. It sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm not. A lot of guys have died in pro wrestling because of, probably because of me and Vince McMahon both. Mm. Uh, dealing drugs, Vince did drugs and dealt them too without prescription, prescription drugs. Were you, could you consider yourself one of the first cocaine cowboys, do you think? Well, I wasn't to that level. Um, I wasn't to that level. Uh, I, I was doing maybe uh, selling a kilo a day, you know, which is a lot. That's a lot, yeah. Uh, I, I was That'll get you a couple of horses in the, in the uh, barn. You ain't kidding, right? <laughs> Cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I was worth about maybe $8 million at one time. Good but, Lord. Uh, but the point is, uh, what good is it now? It's, I look back now and I, I really kind of kick myself in the ass. What what of, made you look in the mirror and say, "What the what am I what am I fucking doing?" Like, what made you stop? It was a number of things. Okay. Uh, first, uh, my uh, my mother was murdered, and my okay. uncle were murdered uh, five weeks apart. When I was fifteen, I went into the. Uh, uh, before that, prior to that, I was molested, brutally molested as a kid. Mm. So I grew up really violent. Uh, so then the, the drug scene was already there. My, my uncle was a gangster and a, and a, and a uh, drug trafficker. And it just kind of, it was in my blood. The dad who raised me, because there's five people who could be my biological father, but the one that raised me was such a great guy. And, and I, I see him getting burned all the time. and really pissed me off because uh, he worked 80 hours to put a week now I'm telling you two jobs to put food on the table and uh, I seen that how hard he worked I just kind of grew up a uh, in pro wrestling I grew up kind of a very controversial figure and I always had been what made you decide to become a pro wrestler well I had a chance I had an opportunity uh, uh, I, I was tra I was trapping first and uh with, you know, with the Medellin Cartel. Actually, it was a big, pretty big league, you know. It was uh, with a Barry Seal, a guy named Barry Seal out of Louisiana. Yep. Wow. Um, you guys know who he is? Absolutely. And uh, uh, my uh, one of the guys who was a pro fighter, pro boxer, which was my first love, uh, introduced me to him. And, and um, I went down to Louisiana and met him. And I became a runner for him for a while. And they had the big the Mina, Arkansas deal where they wanted me to come in and uh, actually work right alongside Barry Seal in uh, Mean Arkansas as a runner. And so I, real quick, but Billy, uh, if anyone doesn't know who Barry Seal is, there's a movie that recently came out starring Tom Cruise uh, called American Made. Um, it's about the whole cocaine early Was the Hogan trafficking. theme part of that movie, American Made? No. Well, I'm <laughs> a little disappointed. Not. Okay. Go ahead, Billy. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, there's it, that, well, actually, that's a really, really good question because he'd done enough. He'd done enough cocaine to uh, you know light up half of Florida. What so, you gonna uh, do, brother? Well, since, since you're since you're rolling into Hulk Hogan, what seems to be well, we all know what happened with Hulk Hogan with his racist remarks and things right. like that. Tell us your insight on the incredible Hulk Hogan. Well, you know, it's amazing. Uh, I, this just happened today. I, I didn't know. I did this. Uh, personal appearance thing and his daughter was there Brooke who was absolutely gorgeous and um, she had probably most of people around her uh, but there was uh, seemed to me like 
thousands of people there today, maybe two, three thousand people or more, maybe five, six. I don't have no idea. We signed all day long. And um, with, with Hulk Hogan and I, we were, we were never really, really tight. You know, he, he, he's the kind of guy that got the, he got the major push and he put wrestling over really well, but he couldn't work. You know, he couldn't wrestle in the ring. He had a great interview. But in the old school, we used to have interviews like we're talking right now, and we had to be we had to be here all day long and doing like for Phoenix. It wasn't it was unbelievable. You we didn't get paid. You do Phoenix. You do Portland. You do New York. You do all over these interviews. You do maybe one day a week. You might stay there for twelve hours straight and do interviews. And during that course of time is when he would do his coke. And when he when he did his coke. Uh, back then, he he was snorted in in the interview room, and and everybody seen him do it, and no one called him on it but me, because at the time I was selling it, you know. And I said, brother, man, why don't you just do a regular interview? You know, you just, a lot of times you see him, brother, you know what I mean? He's just coming. I mean, let me tell you something, man. I mean, grinding his gums. That, but that's how I, that's how I got into character. Uh, Looking on the floor for leftovers. You know, <laughs> Yeah. Not that I ever Gotta did. Gotta myself up. But enough about the 80s. Uh, I don't want to... Okay. People who know me in business, and you guys know that, I don't bullshit about nothing. So no. I, mean, I just tell you straight. I, I just told you I was a... You know, I worked for, you know, Barry Seal, and he ended up getting assassinated in 86, mm -hmm. yeah. February 19th. You know a lot more about this man than I do. You're going to have to fill me in some. And, uh, and, and no one knew I was a cocaine dealer, so uh, Hulk definitely knew, and there's a maybe... Kurt Henning, and there's a lot of guys who did know, and Buddy Rose, and I, I, like I say, I'm not proud of it, but there's several wrestlers that ended up dying from it. Henning, we ended up becoming so hooked on cocaine, he died of a cocaine you, intoxication. You, you clearly resent, from what I can tell, the hypocrisy of the business. Is that fair to say? The, the hypocrisy of the business, uh, yes. It, 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 with Vince McMahon, when we're on the road, here's the difference. People said, well, what's Vince McMahon done that's different? than anybody else, right? Why, why are you against Vince McMahon? Well, here's why. We were the, uh, we were the, he was, a, he was like a pimp. And, okay. and we were like his flying prostitutes. In all the other territories <clears throat> that he took over, we were home every night. Now we might, you get banged up too, you know, but we were at least home every night, you could have some kind of a relationship. In the territory days, you're In saying? the territory okay. days, you'd be home every night, You'd never have to stay over anywhere. You'd see your wife, your kids the next day, whatever. When Vince took over, you, you're you on the road sometimes three months. Travel schedule becomes insane. Okay. Well, you know, you're five days on the... You, for instance, you're flying five days a week. Hmm. You're in New York one day, then you're in L.A. the next, then you're in Montreal, and he'd do this on purpose. Sometimes you'd be in California for three days, but he'd have you all around. Then you'd get hurt. Do you think that's a power thing in his head, that he enjoyed watching his uh, cattle scramble? If you know what I'm saying. Well, let, let me ask you this. Wasn't that the booker's job to hook you up on what schedule? Uh, my Doesn't question Vince is, is, Vin, is Vince really in charge of where you guys were going every day? Or was it Was Vince in booker? charge of everything, basically, like overseeing the booking back Vince, in the day Vince or no? Vince was in charge of everything. Okay. So, yes, it's a good question. And I know what you're saying, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, both of you make sense. But Vince McMahon was, I, I called him last time on a, on a shoot interview, Adolf Hitler. And I meant what I said because uh, I call him Vincent Kennedy or Vincent Killer McMahon mm. because so many guys died under that power struggle that was going on then. What it was mean to say, well, you're wrestling injured. 
case, I got injured in, uh, I was wrestling Harley Race, and uh, it's on TV, and it was a Boston Garden, and I went up, I went on to hit my, hit the, hit the back of the, uh, my back hit the, uh, the, the uh, stairs that were coming up. And Harley came out very professionally, and he said, you okay? You know, he was, he worked the referee and gave me all the time in the world. So I started taking painkillers, and uh, if I missed a day, I was making between eight and 14000 a week. Mm. That's a lot of money. It's a lot yeah. of scratch, yeah. Sure. A lot of scratch with, with no union now. We're right. talking no union, no backing. So, you know, Vince, I'm going to take tomorrow off. Well, you are? Well, go fuck yourself. You, you know, you don't got a job then. You got, there's guys in the line to take your, your spot anytime. So you'll wrestle injured. Here's what I can do for you, though. We got doctors of whoring over here, and there's our four or five other doctors without a prescription now, mind you. You can take Vicodin, you can take Percocet, you can shoot yourself full of morphine like Baby Boy Smith did. You can get hooked on any fucking drug you wanted to, and he didn't give a shit. That's so, the problem. See, your problem is that Vince didn't care, right? It's Vince's company. Vince treated everybody just like cattle. And you know what? If you can't perform, you can't perform in a circus, get out, go somewhere else. I'm just going to replace you, that type of thing. That was the attitude basically coming from McMahon. Okay. I, look, I, I, to- I totally understand. Yeah, but, I'm not surprised. You know, what about the other promoters? You know, you worked for Jim Crockett, right? Didn't you, uh, you have a, Didn't in, you have a you, big blowout with Mr. Crockett? If I'm not and mistaken? you worked in Portland, didn't they I'm treat curious. you? Didn't they all treat you guys the same way over there? I understood you at Portland, you got to go home, but you know Crockett, you were traveling. Did that guy treat you guys like cattle? What was the difference between Crockett and McMahon? You clearly had a problem with Crockett. Tell us what went down with Crockett. I'm very curious. Uh, Crockett was a, an angel compared to McMahon. Okay, but, but you still uh, had a problem with Crockett. Is that true or false? Yeah, remember now you got to you got to go right back to the, the square one. You know, I was a quote unquote unknown mm-hmm. drug trafficker. Mm-hmm. No one, mm-hmm. nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Eddie Graham knew. Uh, Lenny Montana, another wrestler who I don't know if you guys know Lenny Montana or not. Okay. The Colombo uh, crime family, one of the five families. You know, he was he's. Probably my biological father. Did this cause issues with these promoters? They wait, 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 I don't want to miss what he just said. You you actually think he was your biological father? There's a chance Vince McMahon Sr. is my biological father. <laughs> and Vince, Vince knows that. That's why the last time I said when the Benoit killing, uh, when I was wired well, on... Let's go, go deeper. I want to understand why Vincent Kennedy McMahon Sr. could be a father and then... If you could elaborate on the whole Chris Benoit situation and your feelings, okay, we have to we have to kind of kind of take it back just a step take it because back. I've got I've got a little bit of the CTE. You know, there's a billion dollar lawsuit against Vince. Okay, and you know I'm the one who started that up. Me and another guy that beat the NFL attorney. So I went to him and said, "Is there anything to do about these concussions? Having headaches every day?" And he said, uh, "Yeah, there is." And next thing you know, they filed a one billion six hundred million dollar lawsuit against Vince McMahon. I started that. And uh, I got forty two guys on on the women and men on, on the on the lawsuit. So yeah. You also had an aortic aneurysm, am I correct? And, and, and I don't even know how I'm here right now. I had an aortic aneurysm in 2013. So we're like family. I, I also in 2009 had an aortic aneurysm so we're both so part of the blow up. Actually it didn't and you know it, it was identified and they were able to fix it before it blew out. So you, did you have the same situation where the artery was starting to bubble out and then they were able to replace it, that type of deal? Then I haven't had surgery yet. I was supposed to have it uh, in October and uh, I, I didn't have it because one of the kids I raised, a young man, overdosed at 46. He's like mm-hmm. my son. Sorry. 
So, uh, yeah, hmm. when he died, uh, half of me died with him. So I, I said to hell with the surgery, you know, I don't know if he's going to kill me if I don't have the surgery within, uh, by August or maybe September, they said it's going to blow. Hmm. So I have to go in and have surgery. So congrats to you. I'm glad you had yours. And well, I really hope you change your mind. I yeah, understand. Get that taken care of, you know, <laughs> And uh, I would recommend that you either have it here in New York City mm. or go to Cleveland, Ohio. But anyway, I digress. Back to Vin- Vincent Kennedy, McMahon Sr. Vincent, here, here's just what happened. I told you about a little bit of the pro boxing background my family had and everything. Uh, there was a guy that my, my mother was dating, was having an affair with, who was a uh, amateur, one of the greatest ever. And in 1952, what happened was uh, Lenny Montana uh, wasn't even wrestling then. He was part of the, I think he was a collector or a, a strong arm for the Colombo family. He flew out because this guy was so such a good fighter. My mother was dating, and they flew him back into New York. Rocky Marciano had just won the. World's heavyweight title in uh, fifty three in 1952, September 23rd. I'm a big boxing buff. And Al Well was his manager. And uh, uh, Charlie Goldman, a little dinky lightweight, was his manager. He, he's the one who taught Rocky how to move in and out with his head. And, and you're short. And, and how to throw these short, short arm punches. And look how many guys he knocked out. Mm. So he was, into this, he was into this guy my mother was dating. And he come down there and whooped two or three guys' ass. So they wanted him really bad. Well, during the course of the two days he stayed there, Vince was at the Madison Square Garden. Jess McMahon, Grandpa McMahon was there. He wasn't dead yet. He was still alive in 52. He died in 54. And then Vince McMahon Sr. was there. And uh, Vince Jr. was, was I think, was, wasn't even born yet. If he was born, he was only seven. He wasn't even around McMahon then. Tiny, right. So uh, uh, they both, at that time... They double teamed my mother, mm. you know, and uh, you know I, I found this out to be the truth because my aunt never lied to me and told me, and I finally got out of my mother. And then uh, Lenny Montana told me when I was with Eddie Graham uh, in '84. That's why I went down there was to deal cocaine. I didn't go down there to wrestle. You know, I, I'd wrestle. Uh, we'd be in uh, here. Here's what I did: Monday we're in West Palm Beach, and I go down there. We get our, our cocaine in the Bahamas. We go there every six weeks. We come back with 50 keys. Uh, I could go deeper if I wanted to, but I'll just tell you quickly because I don't know how much time we got. We, uh, we get 50 keys. It was my job as a wrestler to go to West Palm Beach on Monday and wrestle and deliver one kilo to a certain uh, person there, and I get paid $4,000 for delivering it. It's $40,000 a key back then, sometimes between 30 and 50, but 40, say. And every day I'd make four grand, so seven days a week, you, you add it up, that's 28, 30 grand a week, plus my wrestling pay. And uh, that's why they said, well, Billy Jack can't stay in one place. Yeah, they were right, I can't stay in one place, because I'm dealing dope. Right. And this, you guys are really... Wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been much easier just not to be a wrestler and just deal dope? Well, you know, when, it was, when you're but wrestling... it was intertwined. <laughs> well, it, was, it was intertwined. I couldn't cash up the double payday. I get yeah, it's intertwined. I Besides, half of it's probably the client base, the wrestler. Dude, you, you, know, you were jacked up too, man. You were, you were oh, you also man. You know, you're juicing out of your mind, oh, obviously. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was doing steroids, but at that time, though, I'm being honest with you here. Yeah, sure. At that time, I was not doing any drugs at all other than steroids. Of course, right. steroids, yeah, I'd be the biggest liar in the world. I was doing... Uh, Two cc's of, of DECA on Monday and two cc's of Tesla on Thursday every week for 12 weeks. Right. Cycle 12 on, 12 off. If you don't cycle, you'll end up going out and going out like John Studd did. 
Big John Studd. Yep. He didn't cycle. He didn't cycle. That's why he got the cancer. Did, did you enjoy being? Guy a, too. Did you no. enjoy being a face in the business? Would you have preferred being a heel? Oh, I wanted to be a heel so bad. I'm thinking about this, it's no, like you know me. they always had you like such a nice guy on camera, and I'm like you know meanwhile you were probably like I don't want to. Yeah, but you know what? You you had the face look, man. You were he built. Did. He did. You, you, you he know did. the girls were crazy about yeah, you. Dude. Yeah, you, you yeah. I can remember. You know, not that we're that much younger than you, but growing up, we'd look through PWI magazine. Yes. And we'd see you in Portland. We're like, "Holy shit, this dude! Yeah, this dude's rocking." Well, this he guy's five-time heavyweight champion yeah. in Portland. So if when, I'm not mistaken. when you came to the WWE well, or F, whatever you want to say, we were, you know, we were jacked. I was actually in the, in the uh, army. He was there. always a big, a big fan of fan. yours because he's always been the lifter. See, so, the small guy's the Pharaoh. He was always like Billy Jack. Tell me, uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit of your feelings about Chris Benoit, Vince McMahon, and uh, Nancy Benoit. Oui. Well, you see, now it's been 10 years since I've been, uh, almost to the day, since I've been back to New Jersey, New York area. And I stand by what I said. Uh, first of all, if you just do the common sense to it, here's the common sense. If you know Chris Benoit like I did, and I met him in, in Calgary, there's no way he's going to kill the kid. He's kid. And there's no way, first of all, if you use common sense, the kid was killed first. So you're telling me for two days, the kid lays there rotting, dead. And by two days, you're starting to turn color and smell, you know, and kill her. And, and then just, just stayed there. It didn't make sense. So then I started looking up these dates. I used to be a part of the left-wing party. I was a Democrat. I was as far left as you can get. Nobody, I read the book on the rule of radicals, Saul Alinsky. Uh, was in the middle. Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn, the Weather Underground. You could not get no more further left. You know, I, I didn't believe in the Vietnam War. <coughs> Excuse me. My brother uh, was in Vietnam, and um, he's all completely so effed up right now over it. And I was going to go, but I come back, and I got in a fight with a guy, and I ended up spending six months in the stockade. I come back, and I, I was on the left. So anything I would do, you know, I was a leg breaker, you name it, I did it. And I've done some things that I can't even say on this radio show. And uh, if I did, I'd be, they'd come right through that door right now. And I'm not, I'm not that stupid. Because uh, it's enough. too late in life. I haven't got that long to live anyway. And you're looking at, you, like I said, you're looking at a dead man. I should have been dead a long time ago. Yeah, but you're going to get the procedure, so I don't want to hear this dead. It's not, that's not the reason. Okay. Be, enough, the yeah. other reason. You lived a you lived a you lived a uh, a hard life, right? You well, did a lot uh, of stuff, right? Risk uh, the risk to is the there, metal, right? <laughs> well, you guys, well, I'll give you an example. You know, Ben Ben Bigelow. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay, Bigelow uh, uh, introduced me to a guy when he was twenty. I think he was twenty-one uh, when I met Ben Ben in Jersey. And he, met me, he introduced me to a guy, and my dad already knew the guy. His name was Richard Kuklinski. I don't know if do you know Richard, who Richard well, Kuklinski is. The Ice Man. The Okay, you know, he ended up, and I was, we were playing pool, and he said, damn, this guy is good, you know. We were playing in New Jersey. And then it ends up being Richard Kuklinski. He's this big guy, yeah. you know. And he ended up jacking like 200 people. Wow. I mean, killing, murder, contract mm. murder. And then Bigelow are up on these guys. I, I got to do my homework. Yeah, man. you got it, man. Wow. I mean, I'm just getting Billy, to watch the Sopranos. We what do a lot of homework on? for the show. Obviously, we know a lot about you, but I'm I'm taking it back right now. I did not yeah. realize yeah. that you were this deep into this whole world. That's crazy. You want to talk about the tracks? 
Well, before we get to the tracks, I'm going to get, just get to you so you can call me also Black Blood, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, there's Black Water, there's Black Underground, there's Black Death. Well, here's what I did. I, I stuck both my fingers up to the entire program, to the to our entire country, because CIA, everything is, is corrupt. Anybody who thinks 9-11 wasn't inside jobs out of their fucking mind. I mean, there's Building 47... On, on its own because there's a fire in the basement comes tumbling down in five seconds so there was a fire in the basement everybody's like like seals going oh okay and then all of a sudden these planes hit the, they hit 9-11 they hit and they come down almost the same same way okay we'll accept that well you guys or anybody accepts that I'm not I'm not one of those people I know it, it was an inside job is it safe to say that you're you're finished with the political system both sides can go f- fuck themselves both sides okay both sides the bush okay. fair uh, enough Clinton, there there's uh, no uh, there's okay. no political i don't want i don't want to lose traction yeah. on your thoughts on the nancy benoit situation no. so i want well, you i'm to trying to make you lose track yeah i know you are bro mm-hmm. but i want to i really want to hear it out out of your mouth i want to understand so you, but he obviously doesn't feel that chris you know well there's more to it right so go ahead yeah there's a lot more to it uh, go back to 1983. Go go back way before Benoit in 2007. Oh, go back fly. to Nancy Argentino. Superfly. Mm-hmm. You know, go, go, and you, you become self-made men in pro wrestling or in the outside inside. Jimmy wanted to become a, a, a made man, and, and to become a made man, you got to take somebody out. So wait a minute. So with Nancy Argentina, or Argentino, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, you're saying Jimmy murdered her to become a made man, didn't murder her out of like maybe being high and maybe just shook her up because he was a big dude. You know, you're just saying he took her out. I'm like, here's what I'm going to tell you. I, I don't want to go that far because I, w- I was not there. But the guy, let's just put it this way. I'll, I'll make this, I think you guys will both understand this. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's uh, brother was Coco Samoa, another one tough son of a bitch, man. He was only like a five foot ten, five nine Samoan, maybe two forty, but you know you can hit him with a baseball bat and you keep coming. And he ended up being a strong arm for uh, a, a mafia that I, I don't won't mention the name. Snuka was his brother, you know, in, in the Samoan Islands. Snuka got this girl pregnant, and Hogan was also with her. And so McMahon thought that. It was Hogan's kid, and there's going to be he's going to, he's not even doing WrestleMania one yet, and I here I am in Portland wrestling, and I'm selling coke there, you know I'm staying there with my dad who's blind at the time with diabetes, mm-hmm. my my bio dad my other dad who raised me, my mother was murdered I told you my uncle was murdered so I stayed with my dad, and so uh, I had I had heard about this happening remember the boxer guy I told you about when we went, you know that was real good that went down to Marciano. Well, he ended up turning pro. He was 24-0 as a pro, and he went to prison, and he lost, he lost his last three fights and got out of it. And he became, he became a gangbanger. And he, uh, he, he, he told me flat out that uh, there was a contract out on this girl, this Nancy Argentino. Really? Whoa. So uh, he did contract hits. Everybody, everybody who knows me in Oregon will say, yeah, geez, Billy, you've got a lot of balls to say that. But anybody who knows the guy, his name is, uh, you can go on. In fact, I'll even say his name so you can look him up. Good. His name is Harold Pinland, Willie, a.k.a. Willie Nelson, not the singer. But he's a boxer. You look up his record, he's 24-0. and 0, 
And then in, uh, he went to prison, and he came back out in 66 and lost his last three. So he became a vice cop and a gangbanger and a hitman and you name it. So here I am now, my life's on this guy. And uh, he told me that there was a contract. And we, Richard, Richard Kuklinski was the guy that was supposed to take this girl out. Mm. Richard Kuklinski? Yeah. And, but he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't kill a woman. He wouldn't do it. So he... So Miller, was, did you know that, that uh, the Iceman didn't kill women? I did not know that. Well, you look him up, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> what an asshole. He, Why uh, I didn't know that? Go ahead, Billy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, know, I know you agree that he's an asshole, too. Go ahead and say oh it, Billy. Oh, my God. I didn't know. Hey. Yeah, well, uh, I've, I've, I've spanked a few, but I've never even hit a woman in my life. I, I don't believe okay. it. Okay. Stone go. Cold did hit my ex-wife, and I, I called him out on it. You know, really? But he was too chicken shit to come forward. Remember, you remember that a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, I didn't know That's, that was your ex-wife, though. Gene Clark was my ex-wife. I did not know that. Wow. Lady I did Boston. not know that. Well, Steve Austin has been known to be an abuser for most of his... I think he's beat... I think he's beat most of his wives, right? What? And most of the viewers are going to watch this going to go, well, he sticks on one subject, for God's sake. I know, dude. I'm sorry. It's all right. Oh, yeah. Well, because... You no, know, it's the truth. He, he, my first wife was a lady blossom, or Jean Clark. She's a great woman, and I got her. I married her so she'd stay here in the United States because she's from England. Mm-hmm. Now to cut back to uh, uh, let's go let's go to eighty three. We got married in eighty three. Uh, in fact, February 9th, nineteen eighty three. I married Jean Clark, which was thirty six years ago. This February or la- you know last month, um, and so. You know, we, we, we got to cut back to 83, come 84. You know, I ended up knowing Phil Knight, the owner of Nike's. He lives out there in Oregon. You know, so I, I get to know all these here uh, criminals, all these here guys that do human trafficking. And I found out about the human trafficking element, and I, it really turned me off. So then these hits start coming up, and, and the guy that who, who was a boxer who had the affair with my mother, and he was a hitman. He told me that uh, it came in the lap of Lenny Montana. Lenny Montana was a pro wrestler. I told you that might be six. My 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 son is six foot seven. Lenny is six foot seven. He looks identical to Lenny Montana, mm-hmm. but he looks like Vince McMahon Jr. or Senior too. So I mean, I don't know. I wanted Vince to get a DNA test the last time I was ten years ago. He wouldn't do it. Yeah, I so you did approach the McMahon's. I did, appro- like, hey. did approach and say, look, did you get a DNA test? But I did it for the Benoit thing because it's Nancy Benoit, the kid may have been his, but you know, that was ba- basically my way of, I was, but you, I was but so you, high. Oh, so you don't think that he impregnated Nancy Benoit? He could have. He could have, but I don't think so. Well, you think to, you really think Vince was cheating on Linda? Oh, or, <laughs> 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 Gee, I wonder. Oh, well, yeah, with, uh, with boys and girls. Oh, great. Oh, do tell. Okay, okay. yeah, well, they're, they're, that's a fact. But when we get to Nancy Argentino. Wait, don't. But first, there's no uh, way Vin, did, Vin Vin sleep with right Pat, did, did Vince sleep with Pat Patterson? Well, he's, had, he's been around for... Uh, uh, they did this big work out of this house, remember? And he said, oh, I'm going to come out. <laughs> I'm gay after 40 years, guys. <laughs> Everybody's legends, going, legends he's been house. taking it up the ass for the last they 45. They should have had you on, like, coming out. Like, Give me so, a I fucking mean, break. Well, that I mean, would have been everybody's hilarious. Everybody's supposed to now think, oh, he's gay. Yeah. Well, no, he, he molested 
Tom Zink is a real good example. Bill, you're, you're aware of Jerry Sandowski's fall from Penn State with the molesting of Correct. children under Joe Paterno's watch. Should Pat Patterson be in jail? Pat Patterson should be in jail. They should all be in jail. There you go. Okay. You know, okay but let, me, let me ask you this question, though, right? So, you, you know, you're Billy Jack Haynes, you wrestle, you're in WrestleMania 3, you come to the back of the locker room. WrestleMania 3, baby. And, yeah. you, you know, you're done with Hercules, you come to the back room, and there's Pat Patterson boning some kid, right? What? No, no, what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that far. Okay, but I will go this far. That uh, 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 let let me first finish this shit. Because okay. Nancy, Nancy Argentino. Okay. A lot of shit here. Go Nancy on. Argentino in 1983, and this this will blow your mind because in uh, May 11th, there's certain dates that these uh, these uh, hit people go after, and if you go uh, the Titan Sports, if you, that's Vince's Titan Sports, mm-hmm. right? And uh, who died May Who died May 11th? Was a, a was a Rockefeller Senior died on May 11th. Okay. So that would, would be considered a contract date or a hit date. John Rockefeller Senior died May 23rd. That's a contract date. John Rockefeller Junior died May 11th. Also, that's a contract date. What day was Nancy Argentino killed? May 11th. Mm. That was a contract date. So, so there's a science to, to in the In my hits. opinion, he killed, he contractually killed Nancy Argentino because the kid was Hulk Hogan's and it would have ruined his business. Whoa. If, if the, the baby would have been Hulk, there's not even a WrestleMania 1 yet. Vince hasn't been in anybody's backyard yet. He promised his dad Vince Hogan Senior. was tied into this female? No, I'm just saying, yo, yo, Hogan was, a lot of people were, were with this Nancy Argentino, not just uh, okay. Jimmy Snuka. So, in my opinion, and this is just mine, I, he he had her taken out, May 11th. Oh, interesting. And then Jimmy, he jumped, done his job, and his member, Vince McMahon, come running in with both feet and took care of Jimmy Snuka. You didn't hear a Snuka for a long time. Vince took him under his armpit, and he put him somewhere else, overseas, Japan, You know, and that's it. After hearing all the things I'm hearing, and I know this is going to sound strange, bear with me. I recently discovered The Sopranos. How much different is Vince McMahon from Tony Soprano? That's well, a, I don't a, know. That's a crazy question. <laughs> it sounds to me wow. like Vince McMahon is a lot like Tony Soprano. If something pisses him off or gets in his way, he takes care of it. He's quick about it too, and there ain't no mess. It's like fruit, fruit, fruit. Next, but who wants to fuck with me next? It seems like that. So I, unless Billy, I'm missing why, something, why, Billy, you, you know me. all this stuff, right? You weren't in the WWE in '83 or eight when that the whole uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker event took place. Why do you go to the WWE, right? You, you, you possibility that Vince McMahon's father raped your mother. Are you aware of Pat this? Patterson? No, no, not not raped, just had sex. Okay. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure it was unforced. An unforced dare. All right. Pat Patterson raping children. I didn't know at that time. Right. Okay. Right. Vince being a scumbag and, like, why go work for him? Were you even aware of the level of scumbaggery you were walking into? And then weren't no, you... No, weren't I, you okay? I wasn't until later, until the, until the late 80s, okay. you know. Weren't you I, really I scared, though? Here you are, a drug trafficker, and you now... <laughs> look, you were a regional guy. So for guys like us, totally... We're into the whole Billy Jack Haynes thing, but you were regional. Right. You were pretty much putting yourself in the forefront to get right. bagged Big for time. selling drugs, right? I could have been busted. I should have been busted in, in Orlando. But the, the whole thing is is Vince McMahon himself had no money. He, he was looking for uh, the, any kind of mafia money, any, any kind of money he could get to start the WWF. 
he couldn't wait till his dad died. Think about it. His dad died in, in 84. It was March. In fact, his dad died the same day that my mother died, but tw uh, 15 years apart, May 24th, 1984. My mother was murdered May 24th, 1969. Mm. So they died the same day. That was kind of weird. And uh, and so he was never supposed to go in the backyard of anybody's. And next, next thing you know, this, boom, he's going over, he's trying to knock out everybody he can. So he wanted it so bad. Yeah, I think he would kill for it. And I would almost say 99.9% .9 that he did do it. He did contract it out. As he was taking over the territories, you assuming he was using some muscle to do this as well? This can't just be, by the way, I'm coming into your territory, move along, you know? There's got to be some uh, some uh, muscle going on maybe behind the scenes, perhaps, as he was taking over the territories. Is that fair to say? Well, let, let's put it this way. Uh, uh, David Von Erich was, was killed over in uh, uh, Japan. Mm. So wait, okay. so you, I'm not going to let that comment pass. You're no. saying David Von Erich was murdered. I'm saying David Von Erich was murdered. Holy cow. So wow. why do you say that? How do you feel? Well, about that? you kill David Von Erich, you get closer to the uh, world championship in Texas. You own Texas, eh? Hey? You own Texas. You still have the other Florida. Von Erich boys, right? And, you know, you had Carrie, you had Kevin. David they were, at the time was about already, to be given the belt. screwed up on drugs, man. I mean, the drugs at that time, yeah. the, before drugs were even cool, they were doing it. I think they were, they, they must have been born taking drugs, and Fritz had to know about all of it. And he wanted me to go there and babysit. And uh, Fritz knew about the drugs, knew about the cocaine, knew Did about Fr everything. Fritz knew you were dealing, too? Who? Fritz knew you were dealing? Absolutely. That's why he had me come in there. He wanted me to change my name from Billy Jack to Billy Von Eric. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I came in there in 85 when I was going to do it. And then Eddie told me that uh, he, he kept getting these death threats. Hmm. And so Eddie was the one that was, me and him, was getting the, flying into the Bahamas every six weeks and getting the dope and bringing it back. Hmm. And Eddie was a pilot. Eddie flew. And we had, there was a guy I'm not going to mention because his family may be harmed. Uh, he flew in there into the Bahamas. We got, got the dope and came back. And next thing you know, Eddie committed suicide in, uh, quote, unquote, got, got shot two or three times in the back of the head. So if anybody thinks he committed suicide, like you're on this? another planet. What? <laughs> so All you got to do is look at the auto. Uh, yeah, go, go back and look at it. They say he okay. was despondent and he committed suicide. No, I know Eddie Graham. And no, Lenny and Lenny said the same thing. Uh, Lenny uh, Montana said there's no way he committed suicide. He was murdered by somebody. So you're pa you're painting a pretty heavy picture on McMahon. So yeah, I am. Yeah, Fuck so him. so here's here's a question for you then. Uh, is the rumor of we've had Lonnie Poffo in studio, good friend of the show, yes. great guy. Yeah. Um, Randy Savage sleeping with Vince's daughter Stephanie. True? Not true. True. Okay, go ahead. True. That's it. No. So Vince Vince kills David Von Erich in Japan to take over Texas, but the Macho Man has sex with his daughter, and he doesn't kill the Macho Man. I think Macho Man was murdered by Vince too. I think he took care. He took out a lot of guys. I wow. Think, I think that you know when you got money like he has, and that's why I said why, why hasn't he taken me out? I don't know. I I, I come forward I, since 1992. You can go on the internet and check it out. Uh, there's it's called the uh, hard copy or whatever it was. I was on that. No one has ever changed. Billy Graham's changed his mind many times. I have never. I have, since 92, 
Fuck Vince McMahon. I have I've hated that guy. I can't stand him. Hate's an awful word to use. Well, if Vince ever comes for you, we'll put Miller in front of you and let, let him take out Miller, and then oh, you'll God. be all right. Well, then, you know, we'll be okay then. <laughs> <laughs> Miller! So... <laughs> Miller's got a. He's got a, a sound bite that Miller's one. Miller's got a Matt Ken over there. <laughs> oh, man, you're, you're killing me right now. I'm just, I, I got so many questions. This now. is the greatest ever. Wow. He's my favorite guest. Um, <laughs> what do you got? You leave the WWE and you go to WCW, right? And he works as Bad Blood, right? Black okay. Blood. The the Black Blood thing came in that came in later. Uh, what I wanted what I wanted to tell you about Nancy. Yeah, you please, know, Scott. Let me, let me finish that with Thank Nancy you. Argentino. Is the fact that she's killed on May 11th. And uh, and the family just it was up to uh, 2015. They opened the case back up. Remember, they opened the case yep. back up. 2000. Jimmy, they were going to arrest Jimmy Snuka. Yes, but mm-hmm. you know Snuka went in there and, and acted like he was insane. The and dementia so angle, or what? Yeah, yeah. It was part of a lawsuit that we had going on too. I don't know if, you, I, in my opinion, I think he was working, but I don't know. We we um, saw we him. Met he, him. He was he kind was, of he was lost. I don't think he was working unless he was working us. If he was working us, he All deserves right. an Oscar because. Man, yeah. it was a sad picture that day. Well, he had to see that too because he was a very close friend of mine. You know, he was, uh, he was a sweetheart, but I'm not sure he was aware of everything. It was rough. So, okay. the day we met him, that's fair. It was rough. So, you do you think Vince had the whole Benoit family murdered then? Basically, I do. I, I think they did because uh, he knew he he come onto the human trafficking also in Canada, and wow. that's where Benoit was from. And if you if you got to remember that. Uh, uh, Owen Hart had fell to his death 90, 99 May 23rd 99 over May the 23rd. Edge okay yep. there you go you said the date yep. May 23rd there you, it is you look up yep. anybody yes, anybody look up what, what day May 23rd is that's Rockefeller was, uh, senior? John Rockefeller Sr. Right. died May 23rd this is the crazy. same day the same day this May 23rd uh, Phil Knight's son was mysteriously died in Honduras in a in an accident when he was going under underwater six uh, feet. No booking guests on May twenty third. It, yeah, it gotcha. feels kind of strange. Well, it, it's just it's, yeah. you do the do the homework. Three hundred sixty five yeah. to one times three hundred sixty five to one. Mm. That's one hundred forty four thousand to one odds. Mm. All these dates. There's probably 000. twelve dates on that. It's an interesting number in itself. And it goes way funny. up into the gazillions, bazillions, and billions, gazillions to one odds. Oof. Like getting a uh, you know wow fifty thousand decks of cards and there's fifty two cards in a deck and you pick the right card fifty two thousand decks in a row can you do it mm. I don't think so but they say ninety nine point nine so it's, it can be done hmm. like mm. DNA Ultimate Warrior we're, we're leaving out uh, oh God it was without a doubt I listen the day, I'm the guy that tried I'm the guy that tried to tell Ultimate Warrior not to go to the to to be inducted in the Hall of Fame how years how, was that, how was that conversation you know it's because he took his, like, I think he went as a warrior. He took the thing to warrior. And you don't steal nothing from Vince McMahon. Nobody does. I don't give a shit who you are. And he took that away. And boy, Vince couldn't wait to get a hold. You could see it. He just couldn't wait. And when uh, when he went to Phoenix, Arizona, I think that's where it was, for WrestleMania, got inducted into the Hall of Fame, he was fine. Next thing you know, you look at him the next day, he's, he's like he's feeling kind of weird. looks kind of weird. And there's a, this mafia drug. And all you got to do is just say, hey, how you doing? Like the spray that Kuklinski used to use, you know, you poison, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just touch him now. You can just touch him now have a heart attack within mm. within 24 hours or 16 wow. hours. And, and it's automatic and there's no trace of anything. Well, lo and behold, Randy had the same thing in 2011. He died of a, a massive heart attack and he said 90% of his heart was blocked or whatever. Bullshit. 
I want to see the autopsy report. But on you, that. you you don't think it's possible that these guys are doing cocaine? They're doing no, not you know, Randy. Randy did. Randy no, did Randy no drugs. Was, Randy was clean, man. And uh, and then also when the warrior went there in 2014 on that day, he didn't come back, did he? he no, came he didn't. Back dead. You he, couldn't have scripted that any. Give me some odds. You couldn't have scripted that any better. You know what I'm saying? Give me some the odds. Way, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, and uh, so in Vince, I seen the picture of him with Vince. And Vince got this double face going like this, and here's happy as could be is uh, the warrior because. Has Vince McMahon ever called you up and said, "When are you going to stop saying all this shit?" Blah, blah. Has he ever dared confront you with, you know, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Anything? Has he ever picked up the phone and said, "What are you doing?" Don't you know about the 1992? In 1992, I came down uh, to be, but black blood. We jumped up a little bit, and when he when he he worked me, and uh, Brian Adams and some other guys that passed away then, uh, and Henning and a lot of guys. I went down. I went to get my gun. I was going to blow McMahon's head off. Wow! I, I'll say. So it. he I has stayed then, far said, away from you. <laughs> well, he, he knows I mean what I say. Right. And right. Uh, that's why I say I can't tell you everything I've done in my life. Right. I'd, I'd be behind bars. Right. And, uh, and I'm not that. I'm not that. I am crazy, but I'm not that crazy. Well, that being said, if they offered you to, to be part of the Hall of Fame, would you take the invitation? I know it's out of left field. <laughs> But, uh, would it no, be an automatic no, FU? Not, not no chance. A billion, a billion, zillion, gazillion, no. Forget I would it. Never, it's a joke to me. Forget and, it. Uh, and the, the funny part about this, and now you brought the Hall of Fame up, was a honky-tonk band. I had just talked to Wayne Ferris uh, six weeks ago. Finally getting in. Right. And he's, he told me over the phone he would never go in there. Mm-hmm. Well, And so, you know, what they did, they probably offered him a good amount of money I'm to sure. do it. Yeah, sure. sure. Nobody played a gimmick better than Honky Tonk. Oh, no, he was great. Without love him. Doubt. Yeah, he, was he way got overdue. into character. It was kind of an amazing thing to watch. Way overdue. And uh, I, I actually look that whole cast. That whole cast, bit. including yourself, yeah. that era, that that was that special. changed the fit. That was a special was a era special in wrestling. Era. You should take a lot of credit for that too. Uh, here's I, here's what I, I don't take no credit. I look at myself like I'm a piece of shit. To be honest with you, really, I lit up I lit up so many guys and got them so hooked on coke. And, and when Henning died, it about killed me because I love that guy so much. And uh, when I know he died of cocaine, uh, and he, so you know how bad these guys are getting. Like you know, yeah. they're just they're just hooked. And Playboy Buddy Rose. I mean, you can go on. Playboy and Buddy Rose. I, that you surprised know, me. Playboy Buddy Rose. And we were big fans of Playboy big Buddy fans. Rose. Yeah. So, Roddy Piper. Piper, yeah. Well, you know, there you can go on and on with guys. I, I think it's common sense. No, you know, you go into it. You know who did, who didn't do it. The whole point is, is that I'm the one to help light them up. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you have a certain amount of guilt that you take with it. And me, so I got on painkillers. So I was doing 30, 40 Viking in a day. Yeah, I and mean, that's a lot of Viking. That's bad, man. That's and, no uh, good. That painkillers and that's a nasty drug. Yeah, it killed the pain, but you know, the next day you go, you got to. Well, I got to. I got to find more because you're either sleeping or when you're awake, you're cranky and you don't even realize it because you're flying off the handle. Are, are, are you, are you, you realize how much of a piece of shit you are. That's what. That's why I feel it rough, made man. me feel more comfortable with yeah. myself. But you, are you clean now? Are you off everything now? Or? Uh, I was up until I, I, I broke my ankle, fractured my ankle to three months ago. I've been clean for three months. So if you want to call that clean, okay, um, cleaner. <laughs> I, I'll always, I'll cleaner. always be an addict. And addicts will tell you that heroin or whatever you take, mm. uh, cocaine, you're always going to be an addict. And uh, it just takes one time to, to get lit up. There, you go back to your drug of choice. 
but the, the cocaine has killed a lot of people. Vince did cocaine. I tell you what, Vince did cocaine in WrestleMania three. You know, there's no question about it. We, a lot of guys were doing lines of cocaine. I was doing painkillers. I, I said before the whole show would have been shut down if it had been the Kentucky Derby. Every every wrestler would have been scratched because they were so doped up and hurt. Wrestling hurt every night, and it's it's that's Vince's fault too for not having a union or give. Look at Brett Favre broke his shoulder and was forced to go out and play because there was no union to back him up, people would be outraged. Right. Well, why aren't they outraged when a wrestler right. break, tears so his ACL is and it, he's forced I to do, wrestle I and shoot up the morphine and gets hooked? should be something for wrestlers. We, right. have, we have a show on Sunday, the Evan Ginsberg Show, which is on from 11 to 1 o'clock. Most eclectic show on the radio. You missed that one, Miller. But he's a big believer in wrestlers having a union. Isn't, yeah. isn't it the wrestler's fault for not having a union? I mean, doesn't he own the wrestler? Doesn't that frustrate you that they can't all get on the same page and somehow make this happen? That must piss you off that they can't get a union together. The wrestlers themselves, because Vince isn't going to do it. Vince ain't don't give a shit about the wrestlers. Does it ever frustrate you that the wrestlers have not put a union together to stand up to him, to, to enforce medical? Any thoughts? Okay, now the lawsuit, we're called independent contractors. Mm-hmm. And this is why I came, I came up with a lawsuit in 2014. You know, I, I attempted to take my own life with with Xanax. I took forty. I, I, I survived, vomited, but whatever. A but a buddy of mine was killed in Benghazi. Tyrone Woods, who worked at my gym, he went into the Navy SEALs. Of all people, he had to be the one that was in Benghazi. On top, and, and he was killed up there. It was remember thirteen hours movie? Thirteen hours. There was two guys in Benghazi that were killed. Well, he was one of them. Mm. That took me from far left to as far right as you can go. And I'm proud to say I am a Trumper. I believe in putting America first and and, and fuck every other country. We've that helped every other turn this you off. know, you know, we've helped every other country in the world. It's time to help ourselves. Now uh, the inner cities are full of drugs and that was made by the by our own government with with cocaine and crack and all that. So yeah, now I'm as far right as you can go. And uh, hey, uh, we, we, we're not going to have enough time to finish this. There's more and more and more to go. Right. Do I think McMahon is a murderer? Yes. Do I think he killed Ultimate Warrior? Yes. Do I think he killed Randy Savage? Yes. Do I think he killed Owen Hart? Yes. Why did he kill Owen Hart? Because he got punched in the face by Bret Hart and knocked out and spit in the face and embarrassed. That's why he killed Owen Hart. He had a two, there was a two-ton catch that's supposed to snatch him from falling all the way down. Why, why didn't anybody ever say anything about that? And why did Vince reach into his own pocket and pay $18 million to the Hart family instead of letting it go to court like it was supposed to and have the insurance pay it because he didn't want that bad publicity. Of course, Brett's got such a big ego. He went back in. He, he went back in and became the best there was, the best there always will be, and all that bullshit. Someone killed my brother. You know, I'll kill him. I'll be the first to tell you. If someone did that. Eric from ESS. What's going on? We got a little breaking little breaking get news. On, uh, get on Mike with the Pharaoh there. Little break- first of all, can you uh, tell the fans out there where they can see Billy Jack uh, after Monty and the Pharaoh appearance? Okay, so we're heading to uh, Warriors of Wrestling tonight. That's in um, St. Ben- Finbarsh Church School Gym. That's in Brooklyn, New York on uh, Bath Avenue. So if you're uh, in Brooklyn, New York, come, uh, come support us. And then tomorrow... We're at the Fairview Fire Company in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and uh, Billy Jack, Haynes, uh, Two Cold Scorpio, and a bunch of other wrestlers are going to be 
signing autographs over there. Now, I'd like to break break breaking news here on the Monty and the Pharaoh show that I've been ho- keeping back. Billy Jack Haynes will return next month for WrestleMania weekend nice. and will be appearing at the world famous WrestleCon convention. So we're going to be in New York City, the Hilton Hotel at the at WrestleCon. Over 200 wrestlers are going to be over there and Billy Jack Haynes is going to be one of one of the stars and also I got Val Venus in town. Good. So it's uh, so it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, yeah, we're going to stir the pot a little bit yeah, next I want to next know more next about next, that, but next, next month uh, at the uh, WrestleCon, and uh, you know we got you know Val's Val's going to do the Joey Ryan penis party. So we're going to we're going to uh, Billy will be there signing autographs at the penis party. And it's and it's just a, <laughs> and it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a wrestling it's a wrestling it's a wrestling show. That's all it is. It's a it's a it's a wrestling show. You know. <laughs> Well, and then you know we'll be oh we're gonna do the shenanigans after party uh, on a Saturday night and uh, a bunch of other after parties and who knows we may even go on a First Amendment audit walking tour with Val Venus and uh, st- <laughs> oh, can I do this and remember there is no BSS in ESS it's only it's only one S I know but I was full super shit you're you're high you're high aren't you this show this show could have went on for three hours Mr Haynes thank you for. Giving us the honor of coming to the studio oh, and the honor to be able to interview a legend like yourself. Thank you very much. And uh, to book Billy Jack Haynes for any various types of appearances, uh, ESS, he's under contract to ESS Promotions. So uh, www.esspromotions.com, that's your way to get Billy Jack Haynes if you want uh, to Billy Jack to show up at your... Uh, Show, convention, birthday party, bachelor party, you bar know, mitzvah. bar mitzvah, you know, any, anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, any, hey, type, any type of uh, any type of uh, legal appearance, so we'll we'll be there. Perfect. All right. Well, this has been another uh, special episode of Monty and the Pharaoh. Catch us literally. Like I'm not already. Catch, God damn it! Catch us literally in ten minutes when we're returning with Two Cold Scorpio. Once again, Mr. Haynes. To be Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank in you. In fact, you know something? We might, uh, I might have him back uh, in June. If you want to have him back in Ooh. June, you yeah, know, maybe we'll do, course. maybe we'll do another edition of uh, Monty and the Pharaoh. Might have to do that. like a five-hour edition. We need to. Well, I tell you, I, t- I tell you, I tell you what. If I don't have any bookings tonight, we can, we can go for. Uh, we may need an extended. We, we can go. We can go an extended edition. Uh, well, like, like always, we'll talk. All right. Yeah, hey, listen, it's. Uh, Always fun with Billy Jackson Towns. Always uh, informative. It's very informative. Exactly. Thank you for coming back to the scene after all these. I, I got to be honest Thank with you. you. Being a professional wrestling fan, I'm feeling a little dirty right now. You're feeling a little <laughs> dirty. A little dirty, and that takes a lot. Listen, Billy Jack, he's sensational. 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 There you go. All right. Anyway, catch you in ten minutes.
wishing that all dead The lines cut off inside my head I left here like a broken man With no idea of where I stand